And welcome into another episode of our podcast, WeatherWise. Here, I'm meteorologist Daniel Johnson, alongside meteorologist Ulysses Garcia. All right, Ulysses. Today we are top, uh, talking about October because it's October now. Yes. We're officially in the October month, which means a lot of things. Of course, you know we're definitely into fall now, starting to feel like fall across the area, getting some cold nights at times. But it also means we're still in hurricane season. And I know a lot of our podcasts have been about hurricanes, but this is specifically about October, this podcast, because October is surprisingly, and it's probably surprising to a lot of people, and not necessarily to meteorologists, because we follow this stuff like all the time, mm -hmm. but it's probably surprisingly active. Yes. Um, and it is. So October is actually one of the most active um, months when it comes to our Atlantic hurricane season. And we have so many hurricanes to talk about. We'll name them for you. We'll let you know which states are particularly prone to hurricane landfalls in October. And uh, yeah, that's all we're going to be talking about in today's podcast. And we're going to quickly just talk about what's happening now in the tropics. Because as this topic is about, it's an, about an active October. And it is active out there as we speak. So let's get right into it and talk about how active October can be. So necessarily, you know, Delmarva is not a hot spot normally during the hurricane seasons. Of course, we can get, you know, major landfalls and we have gotten hit by a number of storms. And one notable storm that really impacted Delmarva in October was Sandy. Remember that storm back in 2012? It was a hurricane at one point, but when it made landfall around the New Jersey area, it wasn't a hurricane at the time, but it brought hurricane-like storm surge and impacts. Unfortunately, you know, people were greatly affected by Sandy in 2012, and a lot of people remember that one. And that's the one I'm mentioning right now because it really impacted Delmarva, and it happened in October. But there have been other storms, of course, out there, right? Yes, and I think another one more recently that impacted Delmarva um, is Michael. Your that's storm, right. Just, just two years ago, we had Michael. Remember, it was... Um, it really just devastated the western Florida panhandle, uh, you know, st very strong winds. And it was still a major hurricane as it made its way into Georgia. And yes, it, it began to get, it was a quick moving storm by the time it made its way towards Delmarva. But in Salisbury, we got over seven inches of rain um, in just that night. Uh, I remember, you know, driving around, definitely, you know, uh, you could tell that, you know, the police and People were telling you know avoid that area try to look for alternate routes because the fact that it was just so flooded um you know from michael and what's interesting is that the, that storm i remember uh, the weather prediction center even put like the salisbury area in a high risk for flash flooding and that's exactly what happened uh, i remember i remember i think i texted daniel during the storm because i was at home and one, during one hour i think we got like three inches of rain so yeah. uh so definitely that's the storm that most memorable on Delmarva recently is Hurricane Michael. Obviously, there are some areas that also dealt with some damage, but it was definitely that rain and just how fast it came. Right. And also the fact that, you know, we dealt, we dealt with that wind. It was still a really powerful system, even though it was beginning to lose its tropical characteristics. It was still like about 65, 70 mile an hour uh, tropical storm equivalent at that time as it made its way into Delmarva. It uh, officially lost its tropical characteristics in Virginia. Right. And again, we're talking about October yes. hurricanes and October storms. So again, Michael, one of the most notable recent ones to affect Delmarva in terms of October. Of course, this year we've had 
some impacts, several actually, from hurricanes or tropical systems in our area. And I remember tracking Isaias. Of course, Isaias did not happen in October, but I remember tracking it and, and thinking about Michael and saying, oh man, I'm a little concerned about flooding. We could get a lot of rain from this system, but it ended up by the time we got closer to that storm, the tornado threat was the biggest threat yes. with Isaias. But Michael, man, I remember that night. I was on the 11 o'clock news. We had some of the heaviest rain just right on top of our area. I drove home and I remember getting a text just probably 20 minutes after I got home because I drive home. I, at that time, I lived in Cambridge and it was Julian. He texted me and said, you know, did you make it home all right? Because the road that you normally take was completely flooded out which was part of Route 50. And 50 just, there were you know, major problems and several inches of water, and it caused a lot of cars to you know, get stranded and people to be stranded. Yeah. So yeah, Michael had a big impact, and eventually that changed our pattern that, that year. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we were dealing with summertime weather before Michael, and then uh, the fact that you know, Michael went also through our areas because it was also aided by a cold front. We started seeing a trough coming in, and behind that, we actually started, you know, it finally turned into fall here on Delmarva for the second half of the month. So, uh, and that's something y'all y'all notice a lot about these hurricanes in October, which we'll explain a little bit more uh, when it comes to, you know, the areas that are most prone. We'll kind of explain a little bit more about the dynamics of that. But you'll notice that um, the word cold front or troughs or dips in the jet stream are going to become uh, a lot more common in October compared to storms that happen in August and September. And that's because... You know, we're finally getting that autumn air, that winter air, and that's actually, it becomes more of a steering mechanism for these uh, tropical cyclones to push over certain areas compared to others. <laughs> right, and sometimes it takes these big major systems to really change a pattern. Mm -hmm. It can take a tropical system to change your pattern as you head in the fall. Even in the winter, it can take a major nor'easter or, or a big low pressure to really bring in some cool and cold air and to really transition you know, your pattern and as you head into the new seasons. And that's what we typically see around this time of year. I mean, it's October, but we've had some really hot Octobers. Yeah. And we've had some very active tropical systems in October all at the same time. And I know a lot of people associate, it, associate summer with the hurricane season, but the hurricane season continues through November. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. We're going to keep tracking the storm for you. But um, one state that's actually impacted the most is Florida. I mean, that, no surprise there, but Florida, since the 1800s, has had 38 hurricane landfalls in October. I mean, that's incredible. I know that's a long time back, but 38 landfalls in October over that time frame mm -hmm. is a pretty large number. And I'm just looking at a map here with a whole bunch of lines on it <laughs> that just shows you the landfalls. And there are so many unnamed storms because they didn't name storms up until a certain date. So the 1800s, the early 1900s, they didn't name storms. So there's a lot of unnamed storms with just years on them, such as 1852, 1880, 1921, uh, 1950. So also there's Wilma in there. And I know we're gonna talk about Wilma uh, just a little bit. What else is in there? Hazel. Hazel, Opal. Right. So, yes. so we've had numerous storms. And how many of those 38 actually have been major though? Category three, four, or five? 11 of them. Yeah, and that's a high number, I would say. Yes. So, man, you know, Delmarva kind of sticks out there a little bit, but Florida really sticks out yeah. because they're more into the tropical zone, farther to the south, a bigger, much bigger state, and they're just kind of yeah. literally just out in the open. A absolutely, and also the fact, like we were mentioning about the 
the fact that with the, the, the cold fronts and the, the troughs, a lot of these cold fronts, they can tend to just stop as they enter Florida. So when these storms are making their way from the south, you know, from the Caribbean or the southern Gulf of Mexico, there's only really that front or that trough or that jet stream, it's only going to steer them one direction. And it, sadly, it goes into Florida because if you, uh, I know Daniel's looking at it just like I am. If you notice, a lot of these October storms, they kind of take a different direction compared to the storms that come in in August and September. You notice that the August and September storms in Florida, they come in mostly out of the southeast or out of the east, while compared to the October storms, they come in more out of the southwest or out of the west. And that's because of the fact that um, what storms develop actually changes. Remember, in August and September, you get those uh, the storms coming out of Africa. But that's not the case anymore because the waters begin to cool off a little bit more over there and over towards the eastern Atlantic. So the formation pattern for changes over towards the western Caribbean, the western Atlantic, and into the Gulf of Mexico. So that's why um, it's interesting when we look at these the Florida, the Florida hurricanes, how they come from a different direction. Um, you know, between yeah. August and September compared to October and even November. Right, and I see a lot of a lot of the lines here that show the ones coming uh, from the south, from the Caribbean, right around the Yucatan Peninsula and into the Gulf of Mexico. A lot of them move due north and then hook northeast yeah. into Florida. So, so yeah, that so could be an example of cold fronts or <laughs> some sort of steering mechanism. Yeah, absolutely. That does that in the month of October, which makes sense. The fall season, you're getting more of those fronts and the steering, the winds are changing. What other storms do we have here that we wanted to talk about? Matthew, I mean, Matthew. man, that was a big one. Yeah, that was a 2016. Big one. Yeah, definitely, that one was an interesting one. Definitely, it just hovered the coast of Florida. Uh, I remember that, you know, it just hovered off the coast of Florida and then eventually made its way towards the north. So uh, definitely Florida, you know, got lucked out in that one, but it, there was definitely some impacts just obviously on the immediate coast. So it almost kind of fil uh, followed almost a similar track to Hurricane, uh, you know, Dorian almost, the fact that it just hovered around the coast. And we've been noticing that a little bit more with these storms lately. You know, we also had Isaias, which just hovered off the coast of Florida. So, but definitely Matthew was uh, definitely the strongest one, except for Dorian, to just hover off the coast of Florida. Was that, not to put you on the spot, you're better at these, uh, the, memorizing the years with hurricanes. Um, was Matthew the year of Irma? Are those the two that hit Puerto Rico? I'm putting you on the spot. I probably Irma, I from what I remember, I think uh, Irma was 2017, I think, okay. in my knowledge, and Matthew was 2016. Yeah, because I remember Matthew hugging the coast, yeah. like, so close to making landfall. My sister was actually in Florida at that time, and I was, like, trying to watch the track of it to see if she needed to, needed to evacuate or not, because we weren't sure if it was going to make that landfall or yeah. not. But, yeah, you nailed it. Irma was 2017. Yeah. Um, so... Um, again, I remember Puerto Rico, you know, getting slammed by several hurricanes. And I remember watching one down near, you know, Puerto Rico and then heading up north uh, towards uh, Florida. And it never made landfall. And I think that was Matthew. I'm trying to get the track up here, guys. Um, <laughs> that's Dorian. Um, but yeah, so again, with these storms hitting Florida in October, uh, yeah, that's the one I'm thinking about. So mm -hmm. I just pulled up the track. It went literally in between Puerto Rico and um, Hispaniola, um, Haiti, the Cuba area. So it went right in between. Uh, sorry. This went pretty far west of Puerto Rico. My bad. In between Haiti and Cuba uh, and then paralleled the shore of Florida. 
So that's the one I was thinking of. I remember it being a really strong storm, but I just couldn't remember the, the season it was in. So we have Matthew. We had Michael we mentioned. We have Sandy that affected our area. Um, what else did we mention? Wilma, right? Oh, yeah, Wilma. And when I, I lived around in Wilma for that. I remember I lost power for two Tell weeks. Tell me about it. What happened? I lost power for two weeks. I remember uh, it, it just, I remember, I remember, I remember the fact, I just remember before and after because the fact that the weather changed so much, like you said, the, the change in pattern. I remember I was also trying to prepare for my SATs. So ah. I remember I told the, Young the, college, the college board people <laughs> I'm not paying the late fee because I got hit by a hurricane. But, um, but no, seriously, though, I remember it, just, it was just a strong storm. It devastated a lot. I remember the fact that at my dad's house, we didn't have power uh, for a few days. We actually had to borrow power from our neighbor. Uh, my mom's house, there was no power for about two weeks. So wow. those, and then um, I, I actually took off some extra time because of school because my parents didn't want me to like come home yeah. in the dark. Right. So they, they were like, you know what? Like, yeah, we want you to go to school, but you know, we just don't feel comfortable you coming home at night with like, you know, pitch black at home. But it definitely, Wilma, it was definitely a storm that, you know, just, it, it didn't make a lot of impacts, but definitely the fact that it was the recovery that really felt like it dragged on um, after the storm came through the area. And that's what I remember the most because it really affected my SATs. Yeah. Uh, also because of the fact that I also was also taking an SAT prep course and <laughs> I never got my money back. And also oh, the fact geez. that I, I, I think I only took like, I was supposed to take a six week course and it only ended up being like a week or two because of the hurricane. See guys, you can always blame the weather. So yes, yeah, so on life problems. Just don't blame the meteorologist, right? Yeah, I wasn't a meteorologist back then. I, I was know. seventeen, so. Uh, but no, definitely. I mean, I just remember that from personally, and just the fact that, yeah. you know, people from school, like they also had, they went without power. So uh, definitely, Wilma, it just went through. I remember we got, you know, hurricane force winds. Uh, I remember that even part of my mom's uh, fence like went down. Uh, so it I was, mean, that was the active year of 2005. Yeah, 2005. The uh, last time we went in the Greek alphabet. Correct. Yeah, Wilma was the last, the last of the regular name storms. Right, uh, and that was the year of Katrina, in case anyone yes. you know, forgot the year it happened. So that was extremely active. Again, this year we're in the, you know, the Greek alphabet because we ran out of um, letters in our alphabet. So now we're in the Greek alphabet, the second time that's ever happened. And again, last time that happened was 2005. Um, we had Opal in 1995, affecting Florida. Mitch in 1998, right? Yeah, Mitch 1998 was actually one that was it got up to 180 miles an hour. It was wow. a, it's, it's the second deadliest um, hurricane when it comes to just the fact of how many people it um, it, it killed and everything. Nearly 20,000 people, and most of this was over Central America because it just stalled out bringing a good amount of rain in them. It did impact parts of Florida as well. You know, it, it says, uh, you know, parts of Florida got some tornadoes as from it, but definitely the, the, the biggest impact when it comes to Mitch is always the part in Central America. Uh, and then, like Daniel mentioned, you know, we have Opal. Opal was actually more that went through the, the Western panhandle of Florida. Uh, so definitely the state of Florida has just been like a bullseye when it comes to these storms uh, just coming, you know, for October. And then, if just to mention an extra bonus one, we have Hurricane Hazel in 1954, which I think Daniel mentioned that was in the path as well. Yeah. Uh, and that one actually made its way into the Carolinas as well. So yeah, a lot of these Florida storms make it up the coast. Yeah. You know, and can impact Delmarva. We've seen these in the past, and it's happened before. So October, the most active month for Florida. 
-hmm. when it comes to hurricane season. But the third most active month altogether for the Atlantic hurricane season. When mm -hmm. it comes to the Atlantic hurricane season altogether, September is the most active. Again, that doesn't mean most landfalls, it just means most active. Um, August is second most active. So Florida is just, you know, like you said, just the bullseye when it comes to October and actual landfalls and major impacts, yes. not, not only landfalls. So um, let's talk about what's happening currently in the tropics because it kind of fits with our October um, podcast and everything we've been mentioning about where these storms come from in October and the paths they typically take. And then we're going to just quickly review September, just very quickly, mm -hmm. what September was like in the Salisbury area. Then we'll wrap it up. So the Gulf of Mexico, the Caribbean, it's heating up right now. I mean, we've had gamma out there hanging around for the past few days. And now... Delta. Delta. So again, we're in the Greek alphabet. Delta is expected to be a pretty strong hurricane when it makes landfall. And right now they're forecasting it right around the Louisiana coast. Could be eastern Texas, could be the panhandle of Florida. Still looking at that cone, it's shifting a little bit. But again, it could be another Florida landfall in October. We'll see. But Louisiana seems to be the spot right now. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely, you know, we have Delta. And like Daniel mentioned, it's forming over the same area. So same. And, and I know we, I was looking at the track. Uh, you can tell how it makes that bend. Uh, yeah. towards the northeast, it means that, you know, there's something that's steering it. So, you know, a front or something. So that's why, like Daniel said, there's like kind of uncertainty is there because like, you know, it could go all the way to Texas, it can go to Florida. So it's really just the timing of these steering, steering mechanisms from the north and west. But definitely on the Gulf Coast, you definitely want to be monitoring it. Uh, and keep in mind with the way this season has gone, even as we head into November, who knows what yeah. Mother Nature could have in store as well. It's been so active. Yes. So we've been concerned, you know, all season and, yes. and worried that this season could go on for a while. Yeah. And I think we're on the if if Delta continues to hold together like it is, uh, I know we're I know that uh, I've been reading up. It's we could be heading for, you know, record just landfalling storms. I was just going to talk about in that. the United States. Yeah. For this season, just because of the fact, you know, because we had Isaias, we had right. Faye, and, and there's so many more we can mention. Yeah, there have been six along the Gulf Coast. Yeah. So that is Hannah, Beta, Laura, Marco, Sally, and Cristobal. That's how you pronounce it, right? Cristobal, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cristobal. So that's six in the Gulf. If Delta hits the Gulf, that would be seven. Mm -hmm. But in total for the season, including the East Coast, the Carolinas, not just the Gulf Coast, that would be 10 strikes. Mm -hmm. And that, that would be a record because the most we've ever had in a season is nine strikes. And I believe that was in 1916. So it would be breaking that record. Yeah, 1916, we had nine strikes. So this would be the most named storms to ever make continental U.S. landfall in the Atlantic hurricane season. Yes. And that's what it looks like is going to happen for sure. Yes. Delta would be the 10th strike. Wow. So not only an active season, but an active landfalling season. Yes. So pretty incredible. We're going to keep watching Delta for everyone because Louisiana, what is going on? I mean, they're the bullseye this year yeah, in terms of these storms. So yeah, they, they got in here with Marco and Laura. and Yeah. So, yeah. And obviously, you know, they're just recovering from Laura. Just keep that in mind. I mean, Laura hit at the end of August. So it's like yeah. this is this is not 
this is not this is really bad news because you know whatever they're trying to rebuild now they got to either postpone it because they can't do it now because obviously they got to wait you know they don't want to redo it again obviously right uh, you know depending on the damage of this coming up with delta so it's uh you know with, you know definitely our thoughts and prayers are with people down in the gulf coast for sure all right so that's the tropical part of our podcast let's talk about just september very quickly and what happened in terms of was it warmer than normal cooler than normal did we have a lot of rain mm -hmm. so it ended up being a warm month again mm -hmm. another warm month and um i actually wrote a blog on our website uh, called uh, september 2020 the fourth consecutive warmer than normal month so if you guys want to check that out 47abc.com weather just scroll down to the bottom and you'll see the weather blog and you can read some more details about it but again four months in a row since may um right june june, june july yeah. august september <laughs> it's okay <laughs> as i count um all the info is in the blog no um yeah so the fourth one in a row yes but we've had i believe seven months this year above average yes so most months have been above average and pretty warm in terms of temperatures yes and we and what's interesting is that we only had two days in the 90s, and that was the very beginning of the month, and yeah. it kind of just disappeared <laughs> because as we went deeper into the month, even though Daniel mentioned, yes, we were above average, we did begin to see that gradual cool down in those temperatures. We started seeing 70s, and heck, we even saw 60s for highs, and then we even started getting 40s for lows and yeah. 50s finally. So we were finally able to turn off that AC finally. Yeah. Um, as we went in throughout, as we got to the second half of the month, um, so definitely that was some welcoming news. And you know, it looks like it's finally also carrying over into October as well. So that is some you know great news here. We're enjoying the autumn weather. Uh, rainfall, actually, we're above average. We actually sneaked in for September, to be honest. We we got some <laughs> rain at the end of the month, barely we, above. We barely got it above average, and it's actually our third straight month above average. Uh, remember, we had that crazy month in August, and then July was actually above average, and then the only other month before that was February. Yeah. So, uh, so it's so, been warm and wet lately. Yes, warm and wet over the last three months. Will that continue into the winter? Yeah. Hmm. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. But for sure, <laughs> we really, uh, you know, we didn't really get a lot of rain in September, even though we were above average. We we only had one day above an inch of rain, and that was yeah. on the 17th, 1.19. Right. Now, although we did see a nice cool stretch of fall weather in the middle to end of the month of September, we did have some 80s come back at the end of September. Mm -hmm. And it does look like we could have, you know, some more warm weather heading. The Climate Prediction Center is actually showing a warmer than normal second half to October. So it looks like the warmth could come back. We're not talking 90s. We're not talking crazy summertime weather. But we are talking above average. Yeah. So, um We'll see what happens. I mean, it's a transitional month. Yeah. You know, it's a fall month, of course, but, you know, we'll see what happens right now. We could start turning a little bit warmer again. Yeah. And remember, in October, we, we actually tend to see a, a big drop in those temperatures from the beginning of the month to the end of the month. So when the Climate Prediction Center says above average, like Daniel mentioned, it doesn't mean 90s, doesn't yeah. mean 80s. Obviously, we can't completely rule that out. Right. But it just means above average because we usually start off in the lower 70s is our average high in early October, but by the time we head towards Halloween, our average high is around 63 degrees or so. So when right. I mean above average, that means we could just be seeing more 70s uh, for the second half of October. Which but would be like nice. Daniel said, just stay tuned. Yeah. So I just wanted to uh, you know, explain that a little further what I mean above average. Exactly. <laughs> We're still going to have some chilly nights, you know, coming yeah. up, of course. 
Um, we usually get our first frost late October into November, and that's usually right around when we see our peak for fall foliage mm -hmm. in terms of the nice colors on the trees. So we're going to be watching that too over the next few weeks. So here we are. We're in October. It's, uh, you know, it's fall, but still very active in the tropics. We have Delta out there likely to continue as a hurricane as it makes landfall along the Gulf Coast sometime late this week and into the weekend. So, and it could even bring us some rain this upcoming weekend. So stay tuned to our forecast. We'll keep everyone updated. Do you want to add anything else, Ulysses? No, that's about it. I mean, I feel, I feel like we uh, educated everybody about October hurricanes. We brought everyone some what? Weather wisdom. Ding, ding. All right, see you next Wednesday, everyone. See ya. <laughs>